This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks so much for tuning in to Shine On. Our guest today is Ron D'Amico. He lives in Connecticut. He can read and shift your energy without you even saying a word. Interesting guy. Here's his message. Everybody is in the process of awakening, and the world is changing the way that it is because we can't live the way we have. Okay, you say everybody, but do you mean everybody? Well, I'll put it to you this way, and the way that I explain this to people is everybody has that highest spark of truth. If they didn't have it active in them, they would not be able to hold a physical body. Everything about our existence is hinging upon the fact that we have every aspect of everything that makes us up. So even if somebody is just what we would call a bad person or an evil person, there is a thread of good in them that is just waiting for the opportunity and the opening for it to start to present itself so the person can come back in the balance again. Right. It doesn't mean it's going to happen in this lifetime, though, right? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) We have seen that over the centuries, and we'll continue to see that for a while longer. Yeah. But that's the thought behind the term namaste, like the God in me sees the God in you, right? Exactly. And I don't care who I'm in the presence of. I can always see the best of what the potential is they have to be. I've always seen that in people. It's like I look at somebody and I've had people say, this person is just a bad person. I'm like, yeah, but that's what I'm looking at. And I had to learn how to honor that good in the person, but not hope that that's everything they are. So I see the full picture, and this is that's one of the things I do with people. It's like I help them understand how to look at the entire picture, choose what to respect and honor, but also choose to say, I don't want to be with this. This doesn't work for me. This causes me pain. This distorts me. This does whatever. So it's about opening people up to everything about life being a dualistic presentation. Okay. It's, a, it's about honoring that everything is there. We can't just be positive. We have to recognize that it's not about being positive or negative. It's about the intent behind the action that determines the outcome. Because I can use negative in a very supportive and positive way based on my intent. You can use negative in a very supportive and positive way. Give me an example of that. I can bring forth a very strong presentation that people would perceive as anger. Okay, but what I'm doing is I'm taking the intensity of what we call anger as a way of abruptly shorting out a pattern that is disrupting an environment or a conversation. And then once it shifts, then I shift where I'm coming from and I come in soft to meet the dynamic that just presented itself. I do that too, but I thought that's to be just because we're Italian. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I so very much understand that. I was born and raised in that dynamic. Yeah. But most of what we were exposed to was abject frustration mm-hmm. or they wanted to control us in some way, shape or form because that's what they knew how to do in order to bring about the outcome that they feel was either safe for them or safe for the family. Right. All right. You know, that's the thing. I just see what's there. You just see what's there. Have you always been able to see? I've had this since I was a kid. Since I was little, I've always been able to read the room, but it became such a dangerous dynamic, if you will, for me. Mm-hmm. 
um, because when adults are trying to hide things and you just want to see what's in front of you and you're not being anything other than an innocent kid, it ends up not going so well for you. So I progressively realized that I needed to take my ability to see what was there and try to balance the room dynamic out so I could stay safe. So I literally could walk into a room, I could see and feel the mood of the room, and if I could tell it was going to go south, I would adjust myself energetically and also the way I would present myself in order to get it to diffuse and go in a way that would be less destructive for me and everybody in the space. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a crazy aside. We're talking to Ron D'Amico. Uh, about the new human consciousness. You know, this is an interesting aside, but when you described that, coming into a room and having, you, it was kind of your responsibility to recalibrate uh, the room. I've heard that told many times by people who grew up with uh, chaos in alcoholism. That that sure. was their role, but this Absolutely. was your role because you could you you just had a different gift. Yeah, it's just something that I had the ability to do, but nobody understood what it was. I was just a hypersensitive kid mm-hmm. um, that didn't make sense to anybody. So eventually, I had to shut it down. Right before you shut it down, though, tell me how did you do it? How did you how did you recalibrate? It, literally, it would be the equivalent of being able to look at the room. It would be like being Aquaman. Mm-hmm. You know, you're underwater. You can live in Atlantis underwater and all that stuff through the Aquaman, Aquaman movie. And it's just seeing the waves of the movement in the room. I could sense everybody's contribution to the space. I could feel the dynamic. I could feel where the clashes were because they showed up like explosions. I could see where they would come together or sense where they would come together. And I just, I, I don't know how I knew how to do it. I just knew how to get an explosive dynamic to fade away by bringing it in contact with something that was softer than itself. I just knew that these could come together, and I visualized them coming together, and they did. What, like people, personality situations? Well, it was the energetics, and then the personalities would follow. Do you think this is how we are on the other side? Did you think you came into this life with a little bit of heaven still stuck to you? Absolutely. I came, I had enough past life experiences of embodying this dynamic that I carried it with me. See, ultimately what I say to people is we are spirits having a human experience. We are not humans having an experience. So this is about embodiment. This is about taking the raw essence of our infinite potential as a spirit being and finding our way of making it manifest through this physiology. Say that again, the whole thing. This is about the spirit essence, taking the essence of what it knows itself to be and creating it and expressing itself through the physical body. I find the whole experience very frustrating. Oh, I hear that constantly. And it's mostly because we were not raised properly. If we were brought up with parents and family that helped us know that we are spirit first, human second, and they gave us the rule book, so to speak, and they taught us what it was to take your spirit self and bring it through your body, and they helped you understand that dynamic, there would be so much less frustration, there would be so much less chaos in the way that we experience chaos. Everything would be much easier in the way that we relate with each other. And this is the direction we're going in. Now, our parents couldn't teach us that because nobody taught them that. Exactly. They didn't have any clue. You know, it's like I've become the parent I never had. I, I literally, from the time I was a kid, I've lived 
literally been parents because anybody I talked with, I just understood things. Kids would talk to me and I just give them solutions to what they were struggling with. Of course, afterwards, they beat the garbage out of me because I was the kid that everybody, I was a punching bag for everybody. I needed to become the parent that I never had. I had to because our parents didn't understand what it was to be a spirit having a human experience. They were brought up believing it was survival of the fittest, okay? It's about becoming successful in order to be able to survive. There's something in me that always knew that that wasn't accurate. So what I ended up doing is I progressively got older is I just realized what made sense about life. Kids would come to me and talk to me and I just knew how to listen to what they were saying and say what needed to be said they got what they needed and they would settle down. So I became that parent that understood the process of the spirit having the human experience and that's what I started bringing in into the world with people. This is about remembering that dynamic. It's not about blaming anybody for anything they did or didn't do. It's about recognizing that everybody in their own way has done the best they can. Some chose not to do the best they could, but mostly everybody really does try. And I think you've just touched on the secret of life, and we've mentioned that here before. In the end, we have to become our own mother and father. Absolutely. And reparent ourselves. Exactly, because as we get to know who we are, then we get to become that in the world. As we become that in the world, everyone we come in contact with that hasn't found it, they are blessed with the opportunity to remember who they are by being in the presence of somebody that has embodied that memory. Okay, so you had to shut it off, and then you you lived your life, and when did you come back to it? Uh, came back to it when I was in my early 20s. I started getting so sick that I couldn't even see straight. And I was healthy as a horse. I was I was into health and fitness and the whole gig. And I went to doctors and nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. I hooked up with a healer finally when I was uh, mid-20s. And the first question he had for me was, what are you willing to let go of in order to heal? And I said, everything and anything. And I saw the next 10 years of my life flash in front of me. And I knew I was going to get a divorce. I knew my life was going to go in a completely different direction. I didn't know what it was going to look like but that's when everything really started flooding in that's when i started seeing everything i had always seen and it progressively just started opening up during this opening up time you're shifting from the life you had to the life of to a, a life that's more authentic and and richer and more in touch with your essence was that an easy process or were you terrified i had my moments where i had i had moments of terror you're using but the thing was, I was never afraid of it because I knew it was right. There was something in that knew without any hesitation that what it was doing was accurate. Now, is this like the voice in your head or is it a gut feeling? What's it like? People would call it a gut, but it was more of an all-encompassing awareness. It was something that just when you tap into it, you feel the greatest sense of ease you could possibly fathom. And then the monkey mind jumps in and starts turning it into all kinds of things. But you just, it's like that peace that it's like, okay, I can reside here forever. And that's what I started trusting. So what does your life look like now? How is it different from before? I now live a life that is so authentic to who I am. I, I literally, I can look in the mirror and I'm, I, I just appreciate everything I sense and feel about myself. You know, I live a truth that it's not about, I don't need anything from anybody. I feel that complete, but I love sharing everything I am with somebody. It's like I have a wonderful wife and a stepson, I call my son, where they have honored me for everything that I am completely. 
completely, and I live my life from the place I I do constantly, always and continually searching to go deeper, to become more what I can be. So now, are you helping people? Are you helping other people? How do you help other people get to this place? In a combination of individual sessions, which I do, but I started doing far more group work um, over time. What I do is I tap into the dynamic of where the greatest instabilities are at any given point. You tap into the dynamics of where what? The greatest instabilities are that they carry. In front of a group? What I do with an individual, I do with a group dynamic as well. It's like if there are, and I do a lot of remote work. I've got webinars that I do. I don't even know who's on the call, but I can see the dynamics of what people carry. I can see common themes that a bunch of people carry, and I work with that theme together in what I call just a subgroup, okay? So if there's a subgroup collective of terror, if there's a subgroup collective of abuse, neglect, um, shame, whatever it may be, I focus on what the imbalance is, where its root is, and then begin to release it from there, whether it's family lineage, whether it's in their genetic makeup, whether in past life orientations, even if it's, you know, this gets a little out there for people, but it's like the multidimensional dynamics. You know, it's like we live in a we live in a multiverse, if you will. When I start tapping into where the imbalances are, I just look at all of this from what I call a timeless space. Because we as humans live in what I call a linear progressive timeline. Okay. So everything we do is it's linear in nature and it's all about progression. Right. The true essence of everything is centered around timing. It's not about measuring time. It's actually about timing. It's about how we coalesce an intent to bring it into form in order to be able to live. Now, if we have a trauma, we will coalesce that trauma if we don't fully move through it. Most cases, we try to avoid it because we don't want to feel lousy. And when that happens, in that instant, you lock that situation up within your matrix. Mm -hmm. So it follows you around. What I do is I see that glitch. I release it repattern energetically wherever it was and if you've lost programming you know innate programming I reinstill that programming and just bring you to that next highest level of alignment so you can begin to live your life from okay. your spirit all the way through to your physiology I gotta ask a couple questions here so when you're doing this with a group are these a group of strangers or a group of family members or a working group who are who's the group it's anybody that chooses to participate in any of the classes that I do. Okay, so you do group classes. All right, here's here's the call out to everybody listening. If you experience trauma in your past, please tell somebody or write it down or go in the woods and scream it out, right? Don't lock it up in a box. Absolutely. Work it through. It's when we lock it up because we're afraid of what we're going to feel. That's when we get stuck in that moment. Mm -hmm. And the longer that stays there, the more we begin to build a life around protecting that. So we never live authentically. We live continually in a state of imbalance, which eventually starts showing itself physically, but it definitely starts showing itself psychologically, emotionally, and it'll affect our ability to be intimate with each other. So you said you can you can uh, uh, reprogram them. Explain what you meant by that. If they lost programming, what would that programming yeah. be? Well, just for example, every the earth knows what balance is. 
okay? We have the we have storms that occur, we have earthquakes that happen, we get tidal waves and the like. All of this is how the Earth goes through its corrective evolutionary process. It's an innate program within it. So the Earth knows how to bring itself back into balance. If the atmosphere is off, it creates a storm. And then once the dispersion of the energy is made, everything comes back into balance. I see where that may be missing in the person, and then what I do is I help take the energetic dynamics of that and reintroduce it into their system. Okay. So you see the energy, and you see where there's an energy bad spot, and where do you get the energy from to fix them? It's not about getting the energy from anywhere. It's about repurposing or redirecting what's already existing. Because this isn't about taking it from me, and this isn't about pulling it from anywhere. This is about taking the essence that's already present within and around the individual, and then looking at their spirit essence to see where it may have lost its own individuated coherence, but also recognizing that it has its place within the matrix of, you know, the spirit essence. So I call it the universal mind lattice, okay, or the cosmic web. You know, and wherever we are within that, if there's a distortion, it's like looking and seeing a great thread in a fabric. And it's just fixing it or pulling that thread out and then putting another thread in that'll actually do what the other one did. So that thread is going to be that programming. Right. And you do all of this with your intent. Yeah, with my awareness and I just see what's there. And once I become aware of it, it just starts to shift. The energy that you are shifting, it's not personal, right? For me, no. It's maybe personal for them, but it's what they access that their spirit has access to in order to manifest the life that they live because we've got ranges of frequencies that we operate with. At a spirit level, the frequencies are very refined. At the human level, they're much slower. They're a little bit more of a density to them, as we call it. And it's just seeing where it all resides and bringing it back into balance. They could be off from a timing perspective. In other words, their ability to be rhythmically sequenced within their body's relationship with their spirit, their spirit's relationship with the body, and then their position in this world dynamic. If that's off, they're not never going to be on time. And if they are on time, they're on time as a way of compensating for something in a lot of cases instead of just naturally having proper timing. All right. So you help people with your intent to uh, refurbish their energy and they can live a better life. What about health conditions? Can you help with health conditions? When I shift the energy matrices from their spirit essence down into the, the, uh, the energy systems that we have, I also have the ability to work with the physiology to get it to line up more quickly with the energetics. I've worked with people where I've shifted bones and they're in California and I'm in Connecticut. You know, I'm on the phone with them and I, they start feeling cranial bones start to snap into place. You know, I have a, I had a person I was just working with who her newborn came out and she wasn't able to turn her head to the side, to the left side. So I just adjusted the, the matrix of her physiology to line it up with her energy system so she could start to move that shoulder and she was able to start turning her head. So couldn't somebody say, well, that's the energy she came into the universe with. Why would you with that. She may come in with a pattern, but it doesn't mean the pattern can't be supported and aligning properly so this child can live its highest quality life. Right. See, this is about robbing them of their experience. It's about providing them with the opportunity to have the highest level of experience they can possibly have. Okay. 
Ah, Ron D'Amico, the new human consciousness. That's what we're talking about today. It's a lot, Ron. You know, when you meet somebody at a bar, I guess it's really hard for you to say. Uh, when they say, what do you do? It's like, oh, man, we're going to need another drink. <laughs> This is wonderful stuff. So, so for the past twenty years, you've been just doing group work, and you've been helping to shift the energy. And where do you live? Um, I live in Connecticut right now. What do they think of you in Connecticut? <laughs> um, the people that come to me, uh, this is what they want. Yeah, it's so obvious. I, I really have a person come in the door that doesn't want to be doing this work. So once they find this. With consistency, I'd say probably 99% of the time people say, this is what I've been looking for. And they feel virtually immediately, everybody starts feeling at ease. Right. All right. So, you know, can you tune into the audience listening and can you give them a message or shift their something or other? I don't know, Ron. What What do you got for us? conversation and the way you asked your questions was based on the audience that's going to be listening at the time. I found out with consistency, but what I will say to the group is realize that this world can become what we are drawn for it to be. We just need to consistently keep aligning with the truest essence of who we feel we are. And if we can live and breathe that to the best of our ability and our choice to awaken to to honor and align with the purest essence of what we have the ability to be. If every breath can become that, we start making healthier and healthier choices. And you will be in awe of how much your life can change by just choosing to be your pure spirit self and awaken to and become aware of the truth. Not what's convenient, but what is the absolute universal truth pure spirit truth. Okay, so what's happening around the world in terms of um, social injustice and the fight for social justice? Is that sort of a global repositioning of energy? Absolutely. This is about, and I've been saying this since it started happening, this is humanity pushing for an equanimity of power. This is about everybody being able to be honored for them living their potential in a way that is respectful of life. Ultimately, what we're doing is we're moving in a direction where we now are drawn to live, where everybody can be their best self, knowing that nobody is gonna be stepped on in that process. Because right now, this is an imbalanced power structure that we live in. Somebody is left broken on the side of the road in order for somebody else to succeed. We now are moving in a direction where as I become a better version of myself and my life improves, that automatically elevates everybody else because this is a process of all of us taking what we've discovered, putting it into the matrix of this global dynamic, and it's that hundredth monkey. You know, you got the one, you got a group of monkeys on one island, they figured out how to use a rock to break coconuts. Monkeys on another island didn't even meet each other, and they started doing the same thing. As more of us keep going to that higher way of being, we become our best self. It systematically puts into the global matrix elevation of all consciousness of all people. And isn't that like, you know, when they broke the four-minute mile or whatever it was, then everybody started breaking it? Because the essence of that is now in the consciousness. Well, it's the truth of it that we don't have that physical limitation anymore, nor do we have that psychological barrier. Because we're talking about truths. Anything that's a misrepresentation or a lie will never sustain that kind of change. 
Say that again. Anything? Anything that happens that is a lie will never sustain that type of change. But something that is a truth will create a permanent change in society. Okay. So how did the monkeys on the other island know about the rocks and the coconut? It's, it's the dynamic of that collective soul that brought that energy to feed into that collective. They became aware of it, and they started engaging it. This is why the movement pattern is coming the way that it is at this point. It's, it's literally a, a tsunami of movement that is hitting on many fronts. People are done being less than. They are tired of being considered substandard. Everybody is looking to be honored for what they have the ability to be. They want to be seen for the best of themselves. Truly, nobody ultimately wants to be known for the worst of themselves. And if they do, they're a very damaged individual that is so weak and frail that they created a persona that they've hidden behind. And they're trying to protect that persona. I think, Ron D'Amico, this could be the point of life, that we evolve into what we actually are. We, Absolutely. But I already was that on the other side. Why couldn't I just stay there? <laughs> um, I love it when that question comes. You know, when I hear that question for somebody or that statement, what I feel is an individual that still carries a certain degree of pain around the fact that this world doesn't make sense to them. Right. And what we're opening up to here is the ability to realize that we are so much more than we realize. You're lining up with the knowing that you are a spirit having an amazing human experience. And as you feel that with greater consistency, you then start to appreciate what life is. That's Ron D'Amico. Something else, right? He's right here in Connecticut. I'm here in the Hudson Valley, and thanks to everybody who came out to my farmer's market. It's every Sunday, you know. In Verplank, get details at Casey.co. A little fresh Hudson Valley produce will awaken your spirit. Our thought for the day is from Ron D'Amico, who said, Life begins through an awakened spirit. Once you align with your spirit, everything is possible. Love one another. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260 and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.